This is Who You Know, and I'm Dmitry Semerov, and it's about enough said about all that. Today I bring you a conversation with the cartoonist Laura Park. Uh, Laura uh, was in Paris uh, when we talked, about to fly back to America uh, for the first time in a few years because of COVID and everything else, but uh, on the occasion of a momentous family uh, event, which she'll talk about. Uh, it was good to catch up with her, talked about her time in Chicago, uh, going to art school, getting into comics, uh, how everybody should love dogs, and a whole lot more. Um, I know you'll love this conversation uh, a lot more. At least as much as, or less than, <laughs> some comparable amount to how much I liked it. Let me start this recording. Yeah, you sound great. That's awesome. I've had, like, no sleep, so I'm oh. going to be a good listener um, <laughs> for once in my life. <laughs> you don't have to be a listener. You're, you need to be a talker. Okay, I'm, I'm going to find it. I'll find it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. Uh, where are you? I'm in Paris right now. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to um, hop on a plane very early tomorrow and go reunite with my dad. Totally oh. normal stuff. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that. So you're in Paris and you're about to fly to go meet your father. Yeah, I mean... I want to say reunite, but it's been, I think, like 30 years. So, like, it, it's, what I mean, it is. What are, you, what are your memories of him? <laughs> um, I, you know what? I remember when I was really small, he used to bite my cheeks. And that was kind of <laughs> terrifying, but I was told, like, that's a special thing. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a when kid of divorce. Yeah. When you say bite, it's like to draw blood or like to be affectionate. <laughs> uh like leave leave teeth marks and wow. like i yeah like and i i have now pulled uh because i've got half brothers and half sisters and nieces and nephews and i asked them like hey yeah. did, was this something that happened for you and apparently it's just me oh. so it's like okay i don't know how to feel about that i probably should feel good there's like six kids totals like you're, all you're you ever the, wanted and you were the only one with the biteable cheeks so you're special. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I had those cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And and how did this come about, this uh, meeting reunion thing? Well, um, I've been in touch with him. I just haven't... I, I realize I might have broken logic because no one ever explicitly asked to come visit me or me come visit them. So I just took it as disinterest. Yeah. Oh. And, like, not in a mean way, but just sort of, like, he's got a lot of kids. Like, yeah. I didn't grow up with him. Like maybe he's got other things going on. Yeah. And it was like only recently, um, cause my, my, my husband, he's got like grown kids that he didn't have custody of. Uh. And he was kind of saying like, it doesn't really work that way. You don't really forget about your kids, even right. if there's multiples. And it was like a weird rethink. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't NPR and I'm not Terry Gross. So who the fuck cares? Right. <laughs> awesome. My friend tried to start a rumor that I want to believe, believe is true that Terry Gross was the voice of Nana on Muppet Babies. Oh, and yeah. 
I don't know if you ever watched that cartoon, the character, no. she's just legs. And, ah, it it's a pleasing image. It's not true, but if we could get this in the, like, the fake rumor thing, it's pleasing to think about. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, if you can go back to, uh, you were talking about how your husband was saying, uh, you know, about, like, the the kids that he doesn't have custody of, you don't forget about them. Yeah, because he's reunited with them now. They're all grown. Oh, okay. And, like, and it, it was it was just kind of weird to watch it because, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just kind of assumed I never would be part of a family. Yeah. And that that was a pretty good thing because my family is very complicated. Mm-hmm. And, but I also didn't, I didn't feel like, I felt like I was doing, like, an Irish exit. Like, no one's going to notice I'm gone. There's many people in this family, and um, it really, like, it's a real big, like, emotional ignorance to think that that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, he, it, like, I talk to him, I talk to him, and he'll say, like, you know, like, I'll, I should come visit you, and I'm like, yeah, please do, and nothing happens, so uh. I just thought it was kind of a, let's get coffee sometime, Yeah. and it didn't really hurt my feelings, it, it, like... I just thought, like, oh, that's, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe when, I uh, looked at it. I really don't think. When did he leave, or when, when did, uh, from your life? Oh, my parents, like, I have no memory of them together. They were, yeah. like, divorced by the time my memories came online. Mm. But um, uh, he didn't always have rights to visit. And then my mom, like, she just kind of kept moving to chase work and jobs. So we went, um, we just kept moving further away from him. And um, I guess that's not really a reason for why. I mean, plenty of people do see. I I really don't know the reasons why. And I didn't feel like like as uh, contentious as it was between the two of them I think I felt weird saying like we should see this person that you say ruined your life (laughs) you know like it just felt like this is a very this is a house of cards I don't want to I'm not here to rock the boat I'm just trying to get out well I'm sure yeah it wouldn't have been easy for you to want to go see him when your mom had such strong negative feelings about the guy right yeah, like, no, I've tried to, like, I've tried to ask, I'm like, I, you know, like, okay, before you hated each other, uh-huh. in those few months when you were like, I want to be with this guy forever, like, yeah. why? And it's so hard for her to access those memories. Yeah. And it's, and I don't know, like, I don't know what it is, like, do I have a right to that information, or does she have a right to, you know, I it feels very difficult. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have the right to extract that from her, even (laughs) though I'm sure some good memories exist. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it is. I think I would say it's up to her what she wants to share and what she doesn't and what she's capable of. Maybe she can't, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe she can't for herself. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, I think, I don't know, like, neither of my parents had an easy life, so mm-hmm. I get it, but um, it does, I, I don't know, um, so it, it's going to be interesting, kind of really, like, I was realizing, I'm like, I don't even know if he likes coffee or tea in the morning. Like, well, that's exciting, no... you'll find out. 
Yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping I'm like I hope he likes jokes. Yeah. Like that that would be great for me. How <laughs> uh and where does he live? He lives in California. Uh-huh. And um and uh Mission Viejo and he's living it, it I've never been to this house. He's lived there for a while now, but I've never mm-hmm. been to that one. Um and so I'm I'm bringing watercolors and stuff, and I'm hoping, yeah. I'm like, maybe that will be a fun thing. Yeah. I'm like, because I figure if there's lulls in conversation, I'll just sit and draw, because that usually works out for me in regular life, so yeah. hopefully it will work out. Yeah, that, that part's worked out for you really well. Um, I mean, <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Hello? Consistent, Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you dropped there? off for a sec. Ah. Uh, okay. That's not fun, but okay. Right. All the Wi-Fi, so hopefully it'll stay steady. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's all right. We'll manage. Uh, so, are you are you the product of his first marriage, or were there are there older kids? There's older kids. I'm the 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 product of both my parents' second marriage, and they're on their third. Oh, okay. Seems to be the one that took. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so. I'm a, I'm a middle one, and I'm a weird. It's like I'm like the generation X of our family because um, I've got old, four older half siblings, who are about like 15, 18 years older than me, and then um, so I'm closer in age to their kids in a weird way. Uh-huh. And it's strange because I'm very close to my niece and she keeps saying grandpa and it's like, that's my dad. Um, yeah. And we're just, I, we're, we're just these, me and my brother are just these two that are kind of in between. Yeah. Um, although like my mom didn't have kids after and my dad has a stepdaughter, but it, it is strange. It's like we're a little forgotten. Well, not forgotten period, but yeah, we don't seem to be a part of the main narrative. So right. I'll meet some of my half siblings who I kind of I do kind of remember they're all very tall which was a weird thing um <laughs> one of them came through Chicago and I thought it was a childhood memory that like he was so tall and now like he's like six foot tall I'm like I didn't think that was possible like super <laughs> tall Korean who knew it yeah so uh and how did how did this uh this trip or reunion come about uh, did you instigate it? Did, did like how did it come uh, together? It was, it was planned for the visit. Yeah. I think I realized that I would have to just say like I'm gonna come visit you. Yeah. And then pick a time, because like he wasn't going to name a date, and uh. that didn't mean that he wasn't open to it. Yeah. Um, but in it, it's it's weird. I really went by the rules like. If you ask someone if you want to get a cup of coffee and yeah. they never name a date, I'm like, oh, it's, it's the feeling of a cup of coffee, not a reality. <laughs> so I, I had to make the move. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't know, like for whatever reason, I mean, I hope I don't just like jinx myself, but I feel like my booster is working now. So it feels okay to do some international travel. Yeah. Um, to visit my elderly dad like i hope that's okay but how old is he he's 86 oh wow wow he he is he is elderly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i i say i think because as far as i understand yeah. like 
Um, there is some confu There is a different way of noting ages in Korea, and also oh. um, he uh, he fled from the north. Yeah. And so his papers like basically had to be rewritten, so they right. might not be accurate. And also his birthday is counted on the lunar calendar, mm -hmm. um, which means it never quite occurs in the same time. So sure, yeah. It's, it's one of those things. That uh, yeah, the Jewish calendar sure, like, that is that way like too. Jewish calendars oh, yeah. Do, is also a lunar. Age? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. It's nicer. I prefer to celebrate that New Year's just because, I yeah. don't know, to be, you know, keep with the underground, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, wait. So in, in Korea, they celebrate the, uh, the the New Year like in China it's, it's or no? It's lunar. Or no? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, realize that. The... You might do like a little like I think they might do some kind of like New Year's thing when everyone the Western calendar does it because yeah. it's just another celebration. Yeah. Sure. But um, Lunar New Year is the big one. Yeah. Is it like that for like no there yeah like I'm I've blanked it. What is the name for Jewish New Year? Oh, Rosh Hashanah, uh, which I never celebrate. It's there it's, you go. it's in September generally. It's it's uh, around it's yeah it's around my birthday that's how I, that's about the only thing I know about it. <laughs> no, I don't celebrate any of that shit. But I, did I, it like yeah. did it impact your birthday celebrations? Like no, no, a never. Birthday near Christmas? No, oh, no, <laughs> no, because well, you know, I mean, we moved from the Soviet Union when I was seven, and you know, my parents tried over the years to take on some of this these Jewish traditions, but it never really took. Not for me, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. so it's, <laughs> it's kind of a mixed bag. No, their big holiday always was the new year's because the new year's was the, like the secular Christmas that the Soviets like moved the Christmas tree over to new year's and made it not Christian. So we had a tree growing up and everything, <laughs> but it wasn't like, instead of Santa Claus, it was father frost oh. and like, but it was the only holiday that oh, was they not have a weird, that was not literally you can connected see the to pagan roots. Like... Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, the the tree is totally from before Christianity, but uh, it had nothing to do with Judaism. That's for sure, one way or another. <laughs> no, but it's like in France, like they do, like one, they have really like they have some very Charlie Brown Christmas tree, Christmas tree, like they're short and stumpy. Oh, really? And um. Yeah, and they also have like I have not gotten this clear because there is a there is a San Nicola and a Père Noël. They oh. are different. From oh, what really? I understand San Nicola shows up a couple weeks before Christmas and he just gives you chocolate. Mm. He is not the same man who is going to bring you gifts oh. on Christmas Day. And for me I'm like this is sloppy. Yeah. This doesn't this would have this wouldn't have held for me as a kid. I would have had so many questions. Like, are they brothers? Why don't they come yeah. at the same time? Like, do I care about the guy who gives me chocolate when probably, you know, Santa Claus will bring me both? Yeah. If I've been okay. Like, um, but, and then they also, not in all regions, they have a, a whipping Santa who comes and hits you. Who's the one that comes, gives you the lumps of coal? Is that, is that in France too? Or They don't have the coal... They don't? No, they don't have the coal thing. What they have is, like, it's not in all regions. I think he's called, like, Père Fouettard. It's, like, whipping. 
oh. whipping dad, and and he's kind of like, if you see, if you if you so Google it's it's S and M Santa, it's S and M Santa, huh? <laughs> yeah, he looks like a child murderer. Oh, nice. And like it's yeah, and I don't know. They have different. We just had like, we just had like Easter here, and like the. They have a lot of the chocolate is fishes because it's like the Christian thing, mm-hmm. which feels wrong to have chocolate yeah. fish. Yeah. And then um, big eggs. And then they were explaining like bells bring the eggs. And it's just like, this is like, just, I don't know. I'm doing some cultural immersion. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. But yeah, every culture makes this shit up. I mean, I think as far as I know, the American Santa Claus was half invented by Coca-Cola. You know, the one that we know of, like the by big Thomas Nast, the, 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 the big, big roly po- drawing by Thomas Nast. Yeah. The roly poly guy, that Santa Claus mm-hmm. that we all know is just like a complete, just a commercial invention of you it know. is a commercial thing yeah but it's a it's an invention of thomas nast who was like a great political cartoonist mm. um from uh the harper's bazaar he's like he, he's a really um uh, he's like a big influential artist for me but it's mm. it, it's strange because he's um from like the 1800s he's really famous for a yeah. lot of illustrations he did about tammany hall mm. but he would insert himself it's yeah. very odd like I mean, he draws himself like a little like gnome, like kind of yeah. like Toulouse Lautrec. He's like yeah. a little stubby guy, but he he would he was well known enough that he would like kind of make autobio ones. Like yeah. I can't say anything, and like yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> well, it's funny one that yeah they redis- periodically rediscover or think they discover these new like forms of literature or art that have always existed. You know, I mean like you know yeah. Like all the the stuff with like what auto fiction or like meta fiction or whatever has existed since the beginning of novels, you know, people commenting on the story as the story's happening and all that, you know, that shit was happening yeah, was in, in Cervantes, you know, like they were doing you know, that we way tend back. To, like run in like in weird circles, and I'm not a person who plays a lot of video games, but I'm mm. wondering, I'm like. Is that why we have so many like timeline based, like time stream based fantasy things now? That it's could, like a very video yeah. game thing. That could be. That could be. Huh. So where do you where do you normally live these days? You don't live in Paris, right? No, I live in the in a medieval village in the French countryside. It, there's like it's a very tiny village. It doesn't even have a bakery. Um, and it's very beautiful. Um, yeah. I haven't made any friends. Um, but, <laughs> uh, I, and I, and I have no idea how to do that based on my French is getting better, but I don't, it's the countryside. So people have gone there to get away from people. Yeah. So, um, I haven't made a friend, but I have made one enemy who has a French bulldog and she fucking hates me. And I hate her too. So why it's, why it's, why it's is why is she your enemy? What happened? I wanted to pet her dog because yeah. it's a French bulldog, and that's what they're for. Yeah. And this is some French people really don't like this. This is like um, in violation of their personal private space, which <laughs> I think is not how dogs like to function. Yeah. Like dogs want to be communal. 
Yeah. They're very, you know, permiss like, you know, uh, and so she didn't like that. And now when she sees me, this is a tiny village. This would yeah. be is like the main street is just literally the main street. It's the only street you'll see other people. She will kind of pull the dog closer to her as if I'm going to kidnap her dog and take it like two doors down. Wow. And I, I re yeah, I resent the drama of that. And, um, it's been consistent enough. I'm like, this is not a cultural misunderstanding. You are a monster. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we. I have an enemy. No friends yet, but one enemy. That's progress. One, one, one will lead to the, the other, no doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to, <laughs> to find her enemy, and then we make a coalition. Yeah, you, you'll have, yeah, because, you know, the, as they say, the enemy of your enemy is my friend, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> how long have you been in this village? Have you been there the whole time that you've been in France, or...? Yeah, pretty much. It, Which is how long ago much, now? Um, I think it's been like five years. It's been way longer than I understand. Oh, crazy. Um, All right. I think, I mean, I think so. It's been a while. It's just weird because pandemic time hit that. So it just yeah. kind of mushed it all together. So it's really, um, my sense of time yeah. is not really good. Yes. Yeah, so, so are are there any? Do you have any plans of getting your own French bulldog again, or <laughs> or some other dog? <laughs> uh, yeah, the dream. Yeah. Um, uh, we have met. There's. Um, my husband had a cat that used to mainly stay outside, and she has retired and become a house cat. Oh. So I have that, and it's it's amazing. She yeah. used to um, never. You know, like we'd feed her two times a day, but. Basically, she never wanted to be touched. Yeah. And um, sometime over the pandemic, she just started wanting to come in and be warm. And um, now she's got like three beds and it's amazing. I got her a special bowl because she has whisker fatigue. Um, so she'll stop putting her food all over Wh the floor. Wait, wait, wait. What What the hell is whisker fatigue? <laughs> it's like when cats like, you know, like stuff touches their whiskers too much uh -huh. when they eat and then for some cats it means they put their food like all over the place oh which is like um she eats like cookie monster it's like food oh. everywhere and that food is like weird meat chunks so it's gross and um you know some late night googling and it's like your cat could have whisker fatigue and you get this special <laughs> wide bowl I, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, it... <laughs> when you've had a beard, if someone just kept touching your beard, wouldn't that make you a bit weird? I guess I have a beard, but nobody's touching it. So. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I. Yeah. Before we got onto this this call, I was, I was scrolling through your. Uh, the the Flickr album and there's yeah you know, there's this succession of animals that that are your friends you know there's cats there's a there's a pigeon there's Walter the wallet of course uh, but there's a, like yeah. it's it's hard hard for me to picture you without like uh, animals you know yeah I'm not I need that like pure connection without all the human complication yeah it's like a pure like 
it's it's a therapy thing but um right this is my first time living with someone else and it turns out that's a communal decision so <laughs> which is also new to me where it's like oh no we're a committee like, yeah ugh, i prefer i prefer the fascism of living single oh yeah at well, least that part where it's uh, oh absolutely yeah i'm i'm 100 percent with you i learned i learned the hard way that i prefer solitary living I tried it the other way several times. It didn't work out. <laughs> you know? It, it's interesting trying it and just realizing, like, I, I feel myself, like, having a wall where it's like, oh, we're a team. Damn it. Like, this yeah. isn't just my choice. And just trying to be like, okay, well, it, then how can I make the case? And I'm just hoping I'm like, one day someone's just, like, a dog is going to wander in mm -hmm. and it will just be our dog and, yeah um which is really reversion for me because like i used to um if anyone's dogs went missing um as a kid you could find them at my house because i would find them and i would take them home yeah um so it's it's a it's a pattern <laughs> with me it's like okay well couldn't you then, like accidentally yeah. on purpose find one somewhere and bring it home and say you found it oh we almost <laughs> <laughs> we almost we almost did once. We found this dog, like, just, like, playing with cars in the road. Yeah. And couldn't figure out where it was, so took it to the local shelter, because so they, they post it um, online and stuff. Yeah. And the owner was some dickhole on the other side of town who was like, oh, like, my dog just does that. And it's yeah, just <laughs> didn't deserve this nice dog. Yeah. Huh. So does does your husband not want a, a dog the same way, or just not like he or he prefers it he, to be this accident of fate? <laughs> he doesn't like dogs, and oh. like it's really I'm blurring cons consent because I'm telling him yes, you do. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you do. Like you, you just haven't met the right dog. Uh, um, yeah. And it, it does feel really, like, regressive because I'm like, I'll take care of it. Like, mm. I'll walk it every day. I'll pick up after it. But, right. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> if you're living with someone, there are, like, mutual decisions. But it's, I don't know. Like, there is a part of me that when he says he doesn't like dogs, I'm like, that's not true. That is, that is false. <laughs> like, humans co-evolved with them. Like, we are programmed to feel pretty good around dogs. Like that's just a reality of our well, species. Well, we so. we we made them. I mean, you know. Like. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's like we we to be enjoy our friend. Them. Like yeah, because yeah. we which is one of like yeah. that. I like that about people. I like to go to like pet stores and just notice the people. Like even if someone's like picking up lizard food, it's like that's your friend. You have a lizard at home, and that is your friend. And you're here buying his weird, like, cricket cubes, because that's what your friend eats, and you're taking right. care of it. Cause, and it makes me... I was at a... Um, the, the pet food store, it's kind of a garden store. Mm -hmm. There was a man in there with a whole fucking parrot on his shoulder. Yeah. And he had an eye patch. Oh, nice. so, like... There were so many questions, because he had the eye patch. So, one, it's like, you're just a full pirate. Yeah. But also, because he had the eye patch, how did he get to the store? Because you can't drive if you have an eye patch because you don't have binocular vision. Yeah. I'm assuming. 
So I think, like, he, did he walk here, like, the whole way with a parrot on his shoulder? And there's not really buses. It was, it was nice, good mysteries. There's some, sometimes there's some good people watching. Maybe he hitched a ride with the parrot on the parrot's wings. <laughs> I mean, that would be, you know, I guess that's why people like horses, because it's like your buddy and it's like also a vehicle. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe you can get a horse. <laughs> They're gigantic, though, and they, they eat a lot. They yeah. take, They require a lot of care. <laughs> I I think they're very interesting, but they're also very scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, that's another interesting French thing. Uh, like, they were total like they were okay with um, eating horses. Like, mm. they, yeah, they're they're very different people. I know that's a very obvious statement, but it's like yeah. they're f- like fundamentally different. <laughs> um, and it just it's not even clear why they stopped eating horses to me. Yeah. Um, because everyone who's had it is like, no, it tastes really good. Yeah. And it's weird because that's like very taboo for a lot of people. They're like, yeah, can't eat horses. And um, it, it's strange because like during all like uh, the anti-Asian sentiment, I was mm-hmm. just thinking like the French have really pulled a con because like <laughs> the f- French people eat weird things. And can be really dirty. And that's yeah. what everyone is saying China is like. And right. no one says that stuff about France. And it's like, <laughs> they have pulled a great con. Like, no one's shit-talking you guys. Um, even during the pandemic, like, mm-hmm. if you go to any restaurant, like, they will wipe down your table with an old rag in a bucket. Yeah. And then you just put your bread on the table. And yeah. for me, I've realized, like, maybe that's fine. Like... Yeah. The local butcher, he will cut your meat, then touch the money, yeah. then touch meat. And I would have yeah. thought, that's not good. But no one is dead, so yeah. maybe it's all okay. I, I think so. I mean, I mean, I remember when there's a all that hysteria at the beginning of the pandemic about wiping down your food that all turned out to be false, you know? Where people were putting, leaving their yeah. food in some other room before bringing it to the house for a day and like doing all this insanity, wearing, you know, five sets of gloves and everything. And, but um, I mean, America is, is insane about like this, the hygiene thing in America is kind of, has always been kind of crazy. I, I think, think, I think it's because like, I think because we're um, a broken lineage for tradition. And yeah. I also think it's because like, we don't have healthcare, like yeah, it, not, not a joke and not a knock. Like, I was trying to explain even before COVID to French people, it's considered very dickish to be around people if you know you're sick. Like yeah. if you have a cold, go fucking home. Yeah. Don't like it, it because like we don't have sick days, we don't have healthcare. Yeah. Like it, and like it's not that taboo here. Right. Like, I've had multiple people just like do like the kiss on the cheek and being like, Oh, I'm happy to be out. I've been sick all week and it's great to be out and it's like what have you like what and i think it's because they have like robust health care yeah. and like if you're sick you don't have to go to work yeah it's okay laura sick. this uh, this touch of leprosy that i've had over the past couple of years that it won't get on you at all yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, like it, it, I was at some party and I was like, it, like outside because I was like, I'm sorry, it's too smoky inside and I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I'm sick too. Yeah. And I'm like, then what are you doing here? Like, yeah. I know why I'm here and I'm trying to stay. So, um, but it's been, <laughs> and um, there was a, the local baker, she clearly thought masks were, masks were like total bullshit. Mm-hmm. So the whole pandemic, she just had this weird like thing that it, attached to her chin that was kind of like a plastic guard nice clear plastic in front of her mouth yeah that was i'm like this is doing fuck all yeah like i don't know why you're like not only are you not protecting me you're really not protecting you and yeah i don't know france france yeah so overall what what would you say do you do you feel like it's a it's a good good choice you're you're moving to France. Do you like it? Uh, <laughs> mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, well, mix mixed bag. I think what I I like. Um, I I'd, I'd always I didn't have a passport before I met my husband because like I just really thought like I'm first generation. My yeah. whole purpose is to set down as deep of roots as possible in America and. Yeah get as American as a first generation person possibly can, mm. which is not fully. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's weird to be like, I think not only is it really interesting and they treat art very fucking differently here. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just also the, the sense that the world is wider. Yeah. You know, like if you can't, it, it's very, it's, it's weird. Like I hadn't thought about this, like, um, like when I when I was moving here, I had to remind myself like literally I exist because my parents did this because they met in America. Yeah. So it's like this is a thing that happens. Like you move to another country, and you figure it out. And it did give me like an appreciation for how fucking weird that is. Yeah. To just like be be in a place and then be trying to figure it out and um and how optimistic they were. And I had, I had, you know, I was doing it more optionally, so I had more pessimism. And also, I was doing it like if you immigrate as an American, it's very business class. Like everyone's like, "Oh, you're an expat." Yeah, yeah. And I could not. I'm like, I, like there doesn't seem to be any legitimate reason to say expat versus immigrant besides some weird, vaguely class-ridden thing. So I do not like the word expat because. <laughs> It's really not. It's it's being selectively given. Yeah. Like, huh. Uh, I mean, were you was your family were they expats when they came to America? Was that an expat? No, no, we're 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 refugees. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you, uh, well, you know, no, not expats. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know if it's specific to Americans or specific to being in France, but. Yeah. I'm trying to draw the line because it just seems weird, but it is, it is weird because like noticeably people, when I, um, I'm getting better in French, but they were more tolerant. Mm. Um, like people were not treating me like I was stupid for not yeah. speaking French. Mm. And I would say constantly, I saw people treat my mom as if she were stupid mm. for her English mistakes. Yeah. Um, and that that has not happened to me here, so it's it's it's. That's cool. To see the differences. Yeah. Yeah. When did uh, 
When did you meet your husband? When did the like the the germ of this idea of moving to France begin? Anyways, I met him in like two thousand sixteen, fifteen. Uh, we mm. we did um. There's a um an international uh like kind of like a comics workshop where um and they get art funding to do this where they mix um half um French speaking um cartoonists and then half uh, North American cartoonists and you do um, constraint based comics. So you do really experimental comics work like based on because um, uh, I think maybe it's a French thing, the idea of like um, constraints in literature and then that also follows in comics too. Uh -huh. And we did this in Minneapolis, so we met there. Um, huh. And uh, afterwards he came to Chicago to um, I think do a signing at Quimby's and then also visit his daughter who was traveling through Chicago and mm. we ended up hanging out. And yeah. It's very strange because at first I was asked like, do you want to host some of these French people yeah. in Chicago? And I said no. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> like letting people I don't know stay at my apartment. Yeah. Um, and then it just ended up like we, you know, got together when yeah. he was visiting Chicago and he stayed in my apartment anyway. Yeah. Um, so. But not the <laughs> all, other French people, just um, the one French person did. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was too, I don't know, like usually, I, I think usually I'm like, it was the open door because I had like a big enough apartment and I mm. lived alone, but I think yeah. I just kind of had enough at that point. It's like, nah, I don't know about this. Um, but, uh, yeah, and so um, we dated long distance for a while until I was realizing, like, I don't have international long distance dating money. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't do this forever. Right. Um, and he he owns, a, a, like, a house. He has family here. And, like, it just felt very improbable. I did propose, like, are you interested in living in America? Yeah. And, um, but it, it felt like that was never going to be an option. Yeah. So, um, it's just, I think even, I don't know. I think when someone owns a house and you rent, I think you also kind of lose that argument. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> weird. But I think so. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was just kind of like let's try living together because I have, yeah. I have never lived with anyone I've been I've been in a relationship with yeah. before. So it was very much let's try it because maybe it's not going to be good. Yeah. So how long did you live together until you got hitched? Too. Yeah, right. Um I think just like a couple of years because we were trying to get me health care. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that was kind of, but then once we did it, it's like, oh no, we're really married. But I think <laughs> that, yeah, it was, it was just kind of like, well, we can always cancel that if it, if it doesn't work out. But, um, huh. but um, yeah, and um, because he does like the same work I do it's it's really easy because it's it's weird to just be like I'm going to like 
physically and kind of emotionally vanish so I can work on this thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it can be kind of hard to do that if the other person doesn't understand it. And even if they understand, I think it's just easier if they do this a similar thing. Yeah. Because then it's just like, okay, yeah, we both do this. So there's not any kind of weird, like, competition feeling or anything about it? No. No, not that. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not familiar. I'm not familiar. I'm, I'm familiar with your work. I'm not familiar with his. So I don't know if it's even in the same oh, ballpark, you know? I think, I think, yeah, his work carries a whole lot more weight. So it's yeah. like, um, but that's, yeah, it's, it. that's interesting. Like also moving to France and trying to figure out like, um, how I like it's the first time I've had to show up like as a partner it's like oh mm. okay like I will just go with you yeah and I'm learning all the adult stuff because yeah. <laughs> I did not do that before in relationships like yeah I was not showing up to, to couples things um, right so um yeah it's it, it's interesting and it's nice like I don't know like I I, I think it there's something very, um, there's a lot of solitude to the work I do. So it's yeah. always nice to just be in a community of people who do the same thing. Yeah. Um, you're kind of, you're very interdisciplinary, but do you seek that out too? Like, what? Well, you're uh, doing it now. So I guess <laughs> just some sense of community with other people kind of um, poking, you know, like, doing creative stuff no no i never like, i never have uh no i've always been solitary with like the, the work and i don't i don't really need input very often or yeah i'm not friends with too many painters i know a couple of painters i know some writers i mean this this uh recording talk show thing that i'm doing is kind of an attempt at some kind of weird version of that i guess but only one at a time because that's all I like or am capable of socially, you know? Uh, I'm, yeah. I know how to do one, one at a time conversations. Like I, any kind of like group thing, I don't, I fade and like start just looking out the window and thinking bad thoughts about myself and others, you know? <laughs> I don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got, I got you on that, but I like, I don't know. Like, I know you're not a cartoonist, but I no. also, like, I feel there's a similar thing that, like, you are, I, d I don't know, because there's such a sense of narrative in the stuff you do, mm. I guess. Um, well, I, I, I write, you know, but, a... yeah. Uh, but you always seem to have a, like, in, when you were in Chicago, there was, like, a whole group, like, when you guys would, like, get together and draw and stuff, do these things, like, that were just unfathomable to me, you know, but that's, like, a, a very cartoonist thing to do to sit around a table and all draw at the same time or something, you know? Yeah. Cause I think there, there is a format to doing that together. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't know how you would take what you do. Like, I think like when you draw bands live, that's a kind of collaboration. Yes. Like you're kind of collaborating there, but like with actual jam comics, you just do a panel and then pass it to the next person. Oh, I, I would and never. Would yeah. Be, would, <laughs> I would never, 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 ever trust anybody to touch any fucking piece of paper that I had anything to do with. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. No, I come from a very different Which... world creatively than that. <laughs> no. Uh, Is that the... <laughs> uh, 
No, comics are 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 pretty mystifying to me on a lot of levels. Like, <laughs> well, the, I mean, it's an it's an old art form, um, which is interest. It's interesting to me, like, since you've given people like the tools to make motherfucking memes, like essentially people like make comics nonstop, and um, it, that there's something curious about that. Um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I, I like the, the social thing. It was weird at first because, like, drawing was something I always did on my own. Yeah. And, but it's really, it's really nice. And with the Jam comics, it's, it's, it gives you a reason to do things that kind of are purposeless. Like, just make something funny or just, like, in, to draw things that you're normally not going to draw, which is still, like, very, like, pleasurable like a kid like let me mm. draw like a rocket or something it's like that's fun let's figure mm. out how to draw a rocket yeah but, i, I um, that's a key difference too between like what what you do and what i do i don't i don't sit around thinking of what to draw i draw things that i look at you know that i see with my eyes like physically or like things that i'm reacting to even like a photograph that i need or whatever for a reference I never come up with something to draw, you know, like out of my. Do you ever change it? Cause like, is sometimes when I did uh, like commissions, like say it was a portrait commission, mm -hmm. I don't do one photo. I ask them to send me like basically as many photos from all angles as possible, mm. and then I just try to like come up with what I think is like the ideal. But like I've had people like, please take a video of your face. Yeah. Like going from all angles. Oh, okay. And like use that. Um, and it, like I struggle to draw from photos. Like it has to be. Um, yeah. Because I, I also like drawing live things. Um, yeah. But I, I can't really. Off of photos is just. I don't know. I'm never pleased with how it turns out. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, I've been doing that for a long time, especially usually yeah, for a commission or for work, you know, illustration or whatever. And it, it's it's never satisfying. But I think I've evolved a way of doing like just taking the parts I need. And the rest is like muscle memory from like looking at people for so long, you know, <laughs> and my whole yeah. challenge always or what I'm trying to do is to make it not look like it came from a photograph because I, I don't like yeah. photographs. I find them incredibly unsatisfying. Like there's this frozenness to them that doesn't exist in any other. We don't see the world the way that a, a photograph shows it ever, you know. And I, I get into no, I get I get into arguments with photographers a lot. They they don't like this line of thinking that I have. <laughs> they get angry about you're it. You're telling them that that their thing is a bastard <laughs> it's, it's well that their thing is is not theirs it, it's a machine's eye view of the world that doesn't exist for for humans but it's now replaced our own memories you know because it's so ubiquitous and now we, does, yeah, with every like, with phones everybody's now a photographer so you know <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's weird because like if you see real photographs like there are some that are really moving but i know for me like the more photos I take, the less I remember because I didn't have a smartphone yeah. or a camera for years. Yeah. And um, and I, I used to like to, to get a little pocket money 
um, when I was like 11, I used to like go to like a mall food court and I'd draw people and mm -hmm. then I would sell them those drawings. Like nice. a little like ragamuffin. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a, th it's a night, it's a really nice feeling. The, the last time I was in Paris, cause I realized like, I don't like drawing the countryside. I, I uh. wish it feels perverse. I should want to draw it. It's really beautiful, but, um, it just doesn't like there's no flow to it and yeah. um the last time i was in paris i was sketching in cafes and it's like this is the thing i love most is drawing people and yeah. things on the streets like usually interiors of buildings mm -hmm. and um it's just really it's really soothing because it's just like um and it creates a kind of deeper memory in your mind because like you're just sitting and everything is kind of i don't know it's I also like the way um, your brain interacts with it in the yeah. moment. Like if you get to draw a concert, it's like it's a really good feeling to. Oh yeah. Try to, I don't know. You get like a 4D memory in your brain, and it's nice. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I draw those bands in at shows is it helps me listen, you know, and it it brings it like into the world that I understand, which is you know, you know, on a piece of paper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that, like, um, even in trying to, like, study French, I found, like, I had to really, like, write out, like, the phrases on paper, because it's just, I don't know if that's just because that's how I was taught in school, like, everything mm. is, like, listening and writing down, but it's, um, it feels very weird not to have paper to process things. Yeah. Um, and it, it's also like, I don't know, for me, it's like really linked to like experience and memory. Yeah. And so if something happened, like even if I don't have like my sketchbook with me, I'll like make some like notes and diaries afterwards and some drawings afterwards or else like it feels like it won't exist in my memory and it'll just be lost to me. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. So when did uh like... What's the first like comic that you liked or like how did you get into it originally? Cuz you said you always drew when you were a kid, but when did it turn into comics or like when did you decide to do comics? Uh I mean, I grew up reading like Archie comics and like tons of superhero comics. Um, uh-huh. Uh just cuz I liked drawing growing up and that's kind of like the common drawing thing, the the drawn thing and like lots of animation as a kid um but uh i don't know like when i went to everything i did was drawing based until i went to college and then i thought like i need to do some sophisticated non-drawing based things because yeah. um because they basically tell you that drawing is bullshit um right. so it's like oh okay i gotta stop drawing is a process but like the finished thing has to be something different where did you go um, where did you go to college it, i went to the art institute but I, I only made it three semesters before it was like this is crazy expensive yeah i have a job that's paying me to be there and i am paying to go to school with money like future money i don't have this money this yeah. is a bad idea um so and that that seems to have been the right move. I really wasn't sure about it at first. And, oh, for sure, yeah, um, you, yeah, you made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> when um when I left I, the last semester, they billed me afterwards, 
And I just told him, like, I don't have that money and I'm not going to give it to you. And they yeah. said, then you can't have the credits. And it's like, I'm dropping out. What yeah. do I need these credits for? Yeah. Like. <laughs> credits that, that'll qualify you to, to get a fucking service industry job with your BFA, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that seemed really, uh, I remember uh, uh, Marion Krishka at the Art Institute, mm -hmm. he said, like, uh, BFA from the Art Institute and like a buck will get you a ride on the CTA. <laughs> exactly. It's like that was very accurate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, or um, it'll I, get you a job in an yeah. office at the school, you know. <laughs> yes, where they will, if you try to advocate for your rights as a worker, they will just like recycle you. Yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I it it felt weird at the time because like it just, yeah, um, everyone everyone I knew in the city at that point mainly was kept going to school. So it's just mm. like, okay, I guess I'm going to go be an adult now. Yeah. Um, this is very strange. Um, but uh, I, it wasn't really, I, I had some really good experiences there, but I think it was just like really confusing. Mm -hmm. And then I just, um, I don't know. I, oh, and like during this time, like, um, I, I don't know, like, I had switched to reading comics and, like, the more, like, 8-Ball and Acme yeah. and um, all of those. And, like, because those print in the Chicago newspapers. Chicago's very much a comics town. Yeah. And, um, but I really was intimidated to make comics because these things seemed so great to me that it just, um, and I really liked the fact that, um, the people were both writing the the stories and drawing it they were just like mm -hmm. authoring every inch of it yeah and that was really appealing i just didn't think i could do it so for a while i was doing like a lot of paintings that were sort of pseudo comics because that mm. felt like well um because i think I, I was just i just felt like ah, i'm not good enough to do this so maybe if i just do fake comics that'll be okay um <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, it's not like, it's, I mean, I don't know what was going to happen. It's like, I think I was fearing like a Carrie moment where everyone laughs at you. And it's like, you think that's a good comic? Um, <laughs> like, and then, and then they dump blood on your head? or <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. And they're just, or they just tell you, you're wrong. I, I don't know. Like, it, it it's that, um. It's it's a weird sense like it's some when I was young I had like an excess of confidence and somehow yeah. like that all like just dropped away <laughs> to just interesting um, uh, shit tons of insecurity. Was that what because you were hanging out with with other cartoonists? Is that that what got you the insecurity or was it just seeing a Chris Ware comic? <laughs> No, like I think it was just it just y usual like imposter syndrome shit. Hmm. Like, um, and I think I had a bit of that in art school where like there was some class issues going to the art institute, yeah. but like there were s some students there. They're like, "Oh, I make films," and it's like, "How the fuck are you making films? You're 17." Mm -hmm. Or there was a girl there, and she's like, "Oh, these are my grandfather's paintbrushes because he was a famous painter." Yeah, and it just it. I did not feel like, I, I think I just, I felt, even though I didn't think they were making great work, 
I just thought maybe they're they're supposed to be here and I'm not supposed to be here. Ah. Um. And um, yeah, like it, it was just really confusing. But so um, be, yeah, being in that school, also, yeah. Yeah, like because I also lived in the dorms, so it was like yeah. also like I I was like inserted directly into the biome. <laughs> what what years was this that that you were there? Do you remember? Ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine. I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't make it very long. <laughs> well, yeah, I yeah, okay. it was um, that was way after my time, but yeah, I was there uh, ninety to ninety three. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I told you, uh, Chris Ware was in grad school when I was an undergrad. And he was always like talk, apologizing for being a cartoonist, and he'd already been published in Raw and everything. Like he, people knew who he was, you know, even then. And it was bizarre. Yeah, it was so bizarre okay. to me that like that that weird uh, cartoonist insecurity is so wide. It's like some kind of thing that you all have, like some kind of group disease. I don't know. It's so strange to me. A very partic that particular more... kind. Well, I remember like um, uh, like sometimes doing drawings, and they would say like that's too illustrationy or yeah. that's too narrative. It, like it, it just kind of the sense like, I mean, to be a dick about it, it's like they wanted you to make it like more like pseudo intellectual, like yeah. like direct communication was somehow a lesser art. Yeah. Like if you're like, I want this and it's specifically any flatness or any graphic thing. Yeah. They really were like, you should get away from that. And, um, I don't, and now it's crazy to me because it's like, it's like realizing how young the teachers are. And also like, it's not that they're not invested, but it's like, they're not like, you know, your judge. Like yeah. It's one opinion. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it was really kind of unsteady like it, there was a sense that like anything that i don't know it, it's just, it's a confusing thing art school like um right it's kind of infuriating i, I don't i i'm glad i dropped out but i'm glad i got a taste of it just because yeah it, it's just interesting to just see like you know weird human ducklings like everyone there was having some sort of like weird meltdown because they were just like out of the house at some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's like a last chance to rebel and say fuck you to mom and dad and have a funny haircut and do drugs and um, and the vast majority of them after their art school days go to work in in something more reasonable or work in the family business or go to a real school like and become a lawyer or something you know something useful to society. I or marry somebody, you know, but, you know, do something else, not that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, it's weird. Like, I, I, I toyed with the idea. I'm like, what would it be like to go back when you're, like, older, when you're yeah. just like, I know what I want to do. Let me use the yeah. resource of the school right. to explore the that idea. And that was kind of appealing because I just think at that point, like, it's just like you don't have enough life or point of view yeah to really like especially the art institute because they they're like put your hands in anything like try yeah do whatever you want yeah film. yeah 
Yeah, and it, but it's like you. So by nature, you try everything, but you don't really know like what it is you're trying to say. And if you're a person who has limited funds, it's a very expensive place to be in when you don't know like what. Why am I learning this? Like, yeah. What am I gonna do with this? But it's it's way way more expensive now. <laughs> It's absurd now. I mean, yeah, it's 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 fair. out of all bounds. It's up to like seventy grand or something now. It's it's criminal. I, mean, <laughs> I, I remember I remember when I was dropping out, like trying to, and I remember threatening the woman. Is it like at the bursars? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna sell my eggs. Yeah. You're telling me my classes cost this much. I'm gonna go get my eggs cut out of me. Yeah. Are you happy with that? Like, yeah. Right. You like me doing this choice, but um, it's I mean. I think parts of it are really valuable. I just think everyone should do, what is it called, a gap year? It's like mm. you shouldn't come in out of high school because I think you're wasting yeah. you're wasting money and time. Did you like, go straight from high school like, to, to the Art Institute? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. I actually, I was, um, and it was, I, I got um, admitted early, um, mm. uh, which was cool quite nice because then yeah. I knew I was set up and I also knew yeah. like I don't have to pass this SAT at all like, yeah I'm just not even trying an academic right it's like I'm going to art school they don't give a shit right um but yeah no I went um at like I think I was still 17 mm. when I came oh, okay I stole one of my mom's frying pans <laughs> I tied it to my bag <laughs> <laughs> And wh- where did you move from? This. From the West Coast somewhere, or? I went to high school in Las Vegas. Okay. So that was like my last, like place I lived. But I, I really, I, I feel like I spent enough time in Chicago to count as being a Chicagoan mm-hmm. because, like, I one, I don't want to be a person from Las Vegas, and I don't. <laughs> I was only there four years, so I don't oh, think okay. it fucking counts. <laughs> um, but I, we we moved around a lot, so I'm not really from anywhere. Yeah, um, and I certainly spent my adult life in Chicago, so I hope that counts. I think um, so. It probably counts. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it's a good. I I think it's a a. a in my experience, um, which is as a person who has only lived there. I think it's a good place to figure out what kind of art you want to do because I think people will invite you in mm. because it's not the most expensive city. And I think nope. in other cities, like you're not going to get invited to do stuff with other people because they're trying to live. They don't have time. And um, like, I love the kind of, I mean like all the people in the bands are in everyone's other band. Sure. Yeah. And then, um, I remember I used to go, um, I used to hang out at the Nervous Center mm-hmm. and just watch those teenagers turn into weird, like, circuit benders or filmmakers and, like, be genuinely invited to, like, participate and, like, um, you know, be a puppeteer, do something. People will... The Nervous, you, you mean in, in Lincoln Square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, I worked... It was my I, favorite place. Uh, I worked with Ken at at the Skylark until I quit. He was bar t- he's still bartending there. Oh, that's was, great. Oh, Ken and his brother, you know, ran that nervous center place. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever go? Uh, not mu- only a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, I I mean I hung out in yeah you know, in coffee shops a lot, like m- mostly in Wicker Park. 
when mm-hmm. I moved back to Chicago, like at Urbis Orbis and then Jinx after that a lot, and then Atomics after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I'd see the same people there, but I don't know that I made a few friends, but I mostly sat by myself and just sat and drew them, you know, <laughs> drew the people. <laughs> I did that in a succession of coffee shops. Uh, I didn't, but yeah, I guess because of, yeah, the, the you know, I wasn't doing a, a thing with like a, the art with them, you know, occasionally, you know, if they were in bands or whatever, maybe I'd do something for them for like a flyer or whatever for some friend's band, but it's not the same yeah, kind of collaboration as comics. Are really, yeah, but Chicago musicians are really great because I feel like yeah. if you're like, if you make any art at all, at some point, it's like I will be making a flyer for you or something. Like yeah. you get included in, and um, and that stuff is often the most fun to do. Well, so, yeah, I mean, you've done a bunch that. of that, like for for Kelly and for yeah. Nico and for all those people, you know. Yeah, and um, and then like I mean, Chicago has so many screen printers. So like for me, um if you get the silk screen posters then you can sell those and then you have a bit of merch money and that's always nice right because um, yeah. i don't know how to i can't silk screen i can't make additions of anything <laughs> me neither <laughs> not really yeah uh i mean when i was at the art institute i went to printmaking uh and you know lithography mostly just to get away from the painters because they were so full of hot air and such assholes <laughs> Like me, I didn't need to compete. Like I, I already was one. I didn't need a whole room of other ones like me, you know. <laughs> and the printmakers when were. When I was there, there was. Yeah. There was like a real like the figural painting, guys, mainly guys. Yeah. They thought quite a lot of themselves. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what like, it, it was. I mean, now I'm like, oh, we were all babies. But yeah. I just remember like them being like. I captured, you know, I painted the shit out of that model. Look at that thing. Yeah, yeah. And like they were, they were bursting with confidence. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I was bursting with confidence, but I was one of those figure pa- figure painter people. Uh, I think mm. the difference was that uh, I had like a a live-in girlfriend. I had a whole home life. I was basically married when I was there, you know. So I, I wouldn't hang out with any of them. Oh. I would just go home to Logan Square and have this like like real like boring home life we'd just like go to restaurants and go to movies like i didn't even go to bars back then you know it's very strange yeah. how how i spent my art school years you know uh is, i mean that it's weird it shouldn't be the thing that means like you don't meet people but i, I remember the figure painting guys being kind of dicks but um, yeah I do love Mar- Marion Krishko though. That guy is amazing. Yeah, I never took his class. I was I was more in the Dan Gustin world, you know. <clears throat> mm. He was my main teacher there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a strange time. Uh, but you know what? Maybe my best friend these days is a, a, a former classmate, my friend Frank, who teaches at Dominican University, and you know he's still a painter. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see him later tonight, actually. But uh, but he went, you know, he went, he got married and he had kids. He did all the stuff you're supposed to do in life. Not like me, you know, like. <laughs> you're doing stuff. Do you, do you want to be married and have kids? No, 
No, I I, I was married yeah. once briefly. It was a disaster, but <laughs> it didn't work out. And I tried, you know, living with somebody more recently, and that didn't work at all. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried. I, I learned my lesson. The, I mean, the trouble is, you know, like, I guess society or whatever is telling you you're supposed to pair off and do these things. And then you find out that that's not what you want and you feel strange about it, like you're there's something wrong with you, you know? I always thought being in <laughs> art was a license to not do those things. I'm surprised it I sure got is. married because I, 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 I always thought, like, just, I don't know, that, like, being a person who makes art means you get to be, like, semi-feral or semi-arrested. Yeah. And you don't have to do any of that. And that was very appealing to me when I was younger. And it's mm -hmm. still appealing now yeah. when I just think, like, I can just pretend I don't know better because yeah. I'm a stupid artist. And right. maybe, you know, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, it's I'm, all very civilized here. Yeah. And, they, yeah, I mean, they, as you, I think you alluded to earlier, they, they actually respect art there, you know, <laughs> so... It's, it's they a, respect drawing a lot here too, yeah, which is right. is strange because drawing in particular, like, I don't know what it, it is about it. I think I suspect it's just related to like the history of selling art that um, drawing was a process thing and the finished thing was always a painting. Mm. Um, but it it's weird. Like if you, uh, I was at something and just drawing people on napkins and yeah. I gave it to the person. Yeah. I've never seen someone so happy. Sure. It like makes you want to be generous. Cause you're just like, you're really moved by this like bad sketch of you on a napkin. So mm -hmm. yeah, you can have it like run. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it's, it's strange. Cause you're a person who does a lot of drawing. And I mean, yeah, I don't think it's just me with an ax to grind. I feel like in the world of, fine art for some reason like drawing is a, a lower yeah a lower beast <laughs> yeah but i'm i'm also not i'm not not in the fine art world i i those are those are not my friends and i don't like live there i don't have a gallery you know i don't like those people uh i've i have more problems with those people than like i don't know other yeah i'm, I'm trying to i'm sort of i'm making my weird way through and it makes no sense but i guess it, it that's why one of the reasons I got into making books, you know, is it's mm -hmm. sort of like some in-between place, you know, and all my books have all this art in it, but they're not, they're not comics and they're not exactly prints, you know, I don't know what they are, my books, but, um, they're just slices of your like point of view though. Right. Big, but thick slices. Yeah, drawing has always been yeah the most important thing to me, and I draw you know every day. I've sketched so many sketchbooks, but I never, like I never even though I went to you know art school, art school, I, I never liked that idea of drawings being preparatory for paintings. I never do prep drawings. The drawings are the drawings, and then the paintings are the paintings. You know what I mean? They're separate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think. <laughs> I, I never got into that too but i think that's just like that's a relic from when it's like i'm gonna paint this like you know uh fresco for like, yeah. the next two i i think for the most part for what you're doing it's like you can just draw it on the thing and just go in yeah because you know what if you fuck up you can paint over that like there's no reason to i mean it, it depends on what you're doing i guess yeah. some people 
sure, make an oil study, but there's nothing I've done where you need to do that amount of prep. You can just go directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. And I don't have the temperament for that other thing because then you lose any sense of discovery and yeah. it's like, I don't know. It's kind of pointless to do the final thing. I don't even, but I don't even do the thing that, like, say, cartoonists do, which is like you, where you pencil in and then you add ink and color. I won't do that. Mm -hmm. I hate, like, that's that's too much, too too many like ABC steps for me. I, I go color instantly, like full on, you know. But that's it's part of the way I was trained as a painter, you know, like the just the direct painting do you kind ever, of thing. Like. Do you ever, like, because I know sometimes when I go, well, I don't know, every drawing, like, I only have so much control, and at some point I'm like, you should have stopped ten minutes ago. Like, oh, God yeah. Damn it. Um, yeah, and, and, but there is a nice sense of danger for that. It well, I'll, like, yeah, it's always that go. risk that risk of wrecking it. That's, that's, like, part of the appeal of it, that there's no going yeah. back, and that there, maybe you could fix it, but you can't, like... You can't just erase, like, you know, like, I hardly ever do, like, pencil, yeah. the few times I ever do pencil drawings, is they're just pencil drawings, but the idea that you can, like, yeah, go back, there's no going back. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I mean, I throw I a lot of stuff away. A while. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that is what happens, where it's like, damn it, like, um, but for me, I, I like that sense, because it keeps me engaged. Yeah, and there, and it's also like maybe I don't like it at the end, but I know like other people might like this. Like my standards are very weird. I know. Um, yeah, like, you've you've got to. Yeah. I've learned to not to shut up about things. I you know, and because there's a chance that somebody will like something that, <laughs> and maybe want to take it home <laughs> before yeah, I I open my mouth and tell them how it sucks and they shouldn't like it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I. I think I'm at that same area where I can stop myself from condemning it, but yeah. I'm unable to actually promote and sell it. But I can stop me from yeah. open condemnation of like, not this, like you should yeah. feel bad if you even want this. This is horrible. I think that's about as healthy as some people like you and me will ever get about that. <laughs> I think it's good to know like what your boundaries are. Cause some people are very comfortable, um, promoting their stuff and doing yeah. all of that and i think those people like, are monsters good. those people are monsters <laughs> they're insane i don't know <laughs> i think for some people i don't know because I, I i don't i don't exactly feel like i'm a model of health yeah so i just i'm like everything's different but i know like if i forced myself to take that on it would kill any joy for doing the work. Like, yeah. it just can't be part of the job yeah. because it will make me fucking crazy. So, um, right. I just, that's why I don't have a functional website. And it's like, maybe I'll never have a functional website. So, yeah, so maybe you don't out. need one. I don't know. I don't know if anybody needs a website, really. <laughs> Are you, I, you? I had to renew the domain, and yeah. I realized, like, oh my god, I never put anything up there, and it's like, fuck. yeah, okay. Yeah, you still have that sign that says like "website coming soon" or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a lie. That was a lie. I, I mean, yeah. I thought yeah. it was. It seemed probable. So, what do you do? You do uh, Instagram or any of those other things, or? Yeah, 
Yeah, I post stuff on Instagram and I, I post stuff online. I just, yeah. like, it's kind of at the level that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. And um, I, I've tried to, like, I'm just trying, because it just, I just know, like, how weirdly sensitive I can be. And sometimes when I try to do it in the way that I understand to be professional, mm-hmm. it makes me crazy, like, 18 hours of the day. Yeah. And... So it's just like okay, that's not for me. Like that's yeah. Not, I don't know. Well, I think knowing I'm happy that to talk about other yeah. yeah, knowing that is like that. I think that represents maturity or whatever. You know, like if you know that about yourself, like why torture yourself that way? Like it's not worth it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I just I don't know. Maybe it's naive, but it's like I have to believe it's possible to exist as an artist without doing that part if you Mm. hate it yeah like i don't think you're obligated to just like be like blasting people in the face with your stuff all the time it might help but if you hate it it's not gonna be good in the long run so but speaking of work what are you working on these days are you doing more of those like james patterson books or what are you working on now i've been working on like um like little uh picture books for kids which is oh cool and really nice gig i just finished one that was i did it all digital but i think it was the only way to do it um it's like a book um about digestion written Mm. in the form of a musical it's crazy um but as a um uh like a gig like the the main way i earn a living i really like making picture it's like it's fun you get to show them to your friends kids and then you're like "Ooh, i get to do this do you write um, though you write those too or somebody else writes it i don't someone else writes them i haven't had um i i keep wanting to come up with an idea but the ones that i love the most are like really simply structured yeah and i haven't come up yeah every every time i think i have an idea and i'll find out it's like that's already a book yeah so um where 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 can i find those the the picture books where are those is there a website or something or a uh, publisher a publisher the, the the last one i did and the one coming up they're for chronicle Oh, okay. Um, and they were both written by Adam Rex. Um, okay. And yeah, it's a it's a fun thing. I haven't got I've been able to give them to kids I know, but I haven't done any kids events, and I'm a bit worried. <laughs> I'm always worried I'm gonna say something very inappropriate in front of kids. Uh, and um, but kids it, love it kids. Also, what are you talking? Just... Kids love that. Kids love him inappropriate oh, shit. Okay. You know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, um, th- their parents this... might not, but who cares? <laughs> oh, I re- remember that like years ago. It was like maybe in one of those Patterson books, someone put a review on Amazon where they were just like, like they, they didn't like the character's bad attitude. And it was oh. like, what is this person complaining about? Yeah. Like it, it's just, and but I was also surprised because this is apparent. I'm like, you read this whole book before you gave it to your kid. Yeah. And it's just, I was not parented in that way. It's like, mm. wow. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, re- I mean, that 
because she's like, I, I'm not going to give my kid this book because yeah. it's not going to, you know, doesn't represent the values that I want. And it was something that there's like, you know, a divorce care. It was something very mild where it's like, yeah. wow, like your kid is going to find out that these realities exist. But um, right. Huh. Th there was a nice distance because it's like I just illustrated it. I didn't yeah. write it. so I Yeah, I was going to say you didn't come up with that scenario anyway, so that's not on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's also a nice relief. It's yeah. Like, oh. it, so what? So, so that's the main gig these days is, is the children's books? Yeah, that's what I've been um, – that is the main gig, and I – I like it. Um, yeah. Trying to, I don't, I, I never, I mean, I do commissions from time to time, but just not consistently enough because, um, I don't know. Usually people ask for portraits, and I just like to spend a lot of time on those. So oh yeah. It turns in, turns into a whole thing. And uh, and what happened? I remember a few years back there was some kind of idea about getting some kind of book of your own stuff out. It, w Will that ever happen? Yeah, that's. I'm still working on it. Yeah. It's um, the the main longer story I'm working on. It's weird. It's like um, about childhood stuff, and it's like I didn't realize like I I. That just sometimes, you're not a hundred percent with your mental health. Maybe you don't want to like work on the story about childhood trauma. Mm. And. Yeah. So I think that was that was happening and then um i was getting frustrated with myself in a very unsympathetic way yeah sometimes when you're doing personal work sometimes you're just everything is aligning and you can use the work to um make something new out of a hard situation or look at it from it you can transmute it but sometimes it's just a shitty thing that is not going to be a good thing for you to work on at the moment. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think that was kind of happening where it's like, um, I, it's, I don't know. Like I, I like being able to take hard memories and dissect them through comics. Yeah. And, um, because then it feels like it's like, well, I've made it into something and now it's, I've digested it and I can move on, but lately I'm thinking it's like I just gotta work on more funny stuff. Yeah, like I, I have to. Not everything can be like this horrible thing that happened. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I need to give myself a a break on that. Um. Yeah. So is there? I do you have any like either self-imposed or like publisher-imposed like deadlines on this thing, or will this go just as long as you need Not, it to? I mean, <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, the thing is, is I always get, I always get like zapped out of it because like you, there's there is no money in comics, so I'm yeah. often just like putting it aside because it's like I have to go make um a living right now. Yeah. But um, I, I do want to, like, just take some time off and, like, work on it. Because a lot of it is written. It just needs um, – the way I do uh, comics, like, you, you thumbnail everything. Because um, half hmm. the time, like, if, if the image is right, then for me, I'm always just taking out words. Because you just want, like, the, the perfect amount of word to image ratio. 
Right. Like, I, I don't know. That's, and um, so, like, during the thumbnailing, that's when you, for me, it's really, like, the editing and hammering it out. Yeah. And even those are kind of loose because, like, if everything is planned out, then there feels like there's no reason to make the actual final thing. Right. So it still has to be, it's, like, enough structure, but um, whenever I work on comics, like, things really change on the page, and that's the bad way I like to live. Like, it should all be scripted out and planned, but it... No, that that sounds so. like it would be really boring if it was all planned. Then, then, then you could just, like, have somebody else do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And a lot, I mean, a lot of people do, <laughs> they go and hire somebody to do, to finish stuff. I don't know. They're just the idea people, but <laughs> well, that's you know, cool. I, I didn't realize that before, yeah, like yeah. when I wrote out things completely, yeah. it's like, I, I, um, destroyed my reason to actually do it. It's like, well, mm. that has been solved. Yeah. And so I have to, I'm not going to spend a week drawing this thing because now my interest in this has passed. Yeah. Yeah, I've never done well. I've never done a comic, and I don't like all that stuff that you're describing. Is completely different than like anything I've ever worked on, and all the the books with the images, they're done very differently. In my case, it's sort of like the writing. How do you do them? Well, usually they're Im they're drawings or like paintings or whatever, and then I write stuff like either looking at them or thinking about them. Or if I, okay, so you link them. Like, yes, they're linked, but they're not. Uh, okay. Like the the pictures are not necessarily like an illustration of the writing, or vice versa. There's like this, it's a it's an ever changing relationship. The the pictures and the words, you know. But they're mm. they're sort of separate, but and they're like on some kind of collision course with each other, you know. But I can't. I also can't conceive. Yeah, they... I can't conceive of making a book without images in it. You know what I mean? Like that would be that would be really disappointing to me to just write a word book, you know. <laughs> it's interesting because it's like you're really not quite a cartoonist. I don't know. Are there not Ben Sean used to do a lot of like he would do illustration yeah. and yeah. text. That one book he did. <laughs> no, yeah, there yeah, there's other examples sort of like in the in the ballpark of that, but yeah, not exactly though. And yeah, now I'm doing like the the last thing I did that's not maybe done, maybe not done. It's the images are all collages, you know. So the, oh. some of the some a lot of the images have words in them, but they're not, and they're sort of related to the the writing around it, but sort of not. You know? So it's, I'm trying to merge it more. Are you cutting up photos. Are you cutting up photos to show your hate of the medium? No, uh, it, they rarely have photos. The collages are mostly old artwork and old homework that I've cut up and then doodled over oh. and like splattered shit on. Yeah. That's oh, been, that's, amazing. that's your old homework. Yeah. I, I say, uh, my parents, wow. I, I raided my parents' basement where they saved a bunch of old shit from school. So I have, yeah, I have all these old things and drawings that I did when I was like 10 or something, you know? And so it's like doing like duets or like, with with younger selves that's that's, oh, kind, that's so interesting. kind of what i've been working on well it, it's partly it's a byproduct of the lockdown was when i couldn't go and draw in coffee shops and bars anymore you know i had to find a new project yeah how the new project was raiding like my archive of 
old old crap, you know, like personal crap. But I, yeah. I don't know. I, I I love that about your work that you just always keep moving, you know. Have um, to, have to. You, but, it's like with yeah. sh sharks, you know. Like if they stop moving, they die. You know, <laughs> you have to keep yeah. moving. <laughs> but yeah, I'd I love to cool. read. I I'd, um, I'd, I hope you finish that book. I want to read. I I would buy a copy of that book and read the shit out of it. <laughs> I will. I will send you a copy of that book. I will. I will. So finish that fucking finish. book, it's Laura. <laughs> yeah. Just because I want to read it. For, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> that could be like I don't know. That could be more motivating to be like, ah, Dimitri's gonna read this. I, w I promise. I absolutely will. You know, maybe and you know maybe if the you know some the Chicago Reader or some other publication still exists that wants to employ me to write things i'll write a review of it you know <laughs> oh that would be amazing it's still like it, it's funny i just got a a zine from uh anders nielsen and it's huh? about how much he hates chicago and oh it's nice because i'm like I, I i'm like i'm so uh, like wrongly fond of it just because it's like it it, it had enough room for me when i was yeah. there damn it that's all right. We 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 should probably we should probably start wrapping it up. Anyways, we've put in we've put in some quality time here. <laughs> I think. <laughs> and covered. Yeah. Yeah, we covered we, we covered a bunch of it. Which is, I like that. I, I like that you're telling actual photographers that it's just like you're an aberration. Well, yeah, they love hearing that, and you know, whatever. <laughs> Has anyone caved and been like, I know, I know. No, of course not. People don't, people will never admit to that. Plus, yeah, imagine you spend all these like years and hours and thousands of dollars on equipment, you know, and you're being told the thing that you're doing is worthless or like dumb. Like, why would you, you just say, fuck you, asshole, and like go about your business, right? <laughs> uh you are making me aware that like cartoonists are uniquely insecure. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like that, that is a relevant thing where you're just like, I guess what I do isn't art and yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I've wasted my life. No, but like cartoonists have like, their like this unique particular insecurity. Like it's, but it's, it's like, yeah, all enveloping and like neurotic in this specific way. It seems like, I don't know different yeah <laughs> that'll be interesting to really try to crack that like yeah. why like but you're you're right that i'm not running i don't know I, you know what's <laughs> weird is that i will tell you they're a lot more secure in france to a point yeah. where i'm like why are you guys like this like, yeah they're just like i'm an artist or someone will just say i am a poet and it's right. like really like Okay. So it's an it's an American cartoonist thing, this disease that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a um, yeah. The Canadians have it too. So it's, oh, yeah. it's a North American. Oh, all right. Mental illness or deficiency. I don't know. So do you do you get together? Do you get to see uh, other cartoonists in France uh, fairly often or semi often? Yeah, I mean, it, before rarely but it does happen because um people 
because I ha I haven't been back, but people have passed through France, and um, that is amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's a, a place people like to come, and also a place that invites artists to come. So both of those things. Um, but uh, yeah, it it's been re it's been really nice, and I'm I'm meeting other uh, artists here and getting over that language barrier. So I can I can basically speak like child french yeah that's all i got so you're but not I'm just gonna try to yeah. do well i was gonna try to do a little um as an experiment to do um a comic but do it in at the level of french i can speak now which oh, is nice. be full of mistakes but just yeah. just do it like, right it's like i think it's legible and yeah it's it's odd because like I find French people get really, I, they, from what I've heard, culturally, they think they're helping you to try to correct your mistakes. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I feel it's it's so opposite to America, where if we kind of understand you, that's enough. Like, yeah. People will generally just let you let you roll with that. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's, it's just my own neurosis. Like, people have stopped me and be like, no, you really have to pronounce this right. And it's like, this feels yeah. like school. Like yeah. the worst moment of reading in front of the class, and sure. you cannot make your R noises, and just but you you understand me, so just let me let me by. Yeah. So just as an experiment, and also knowing like okay, like maybe it could be funny the fact that it's in bad French. Yeah. No, that's that's good. So, but you're not you're not just spending like every weekend hanging out with uh, Robert and Aileen Crumb. That's not what's happening in your French life. Uh, <laughs> nope, that is not what's happening. Um, occasionally, I get to go to comics festivals where, like, you are lavishly hosted in a way that feels like, like crazy. Like, yeah. they will get you a hotel and they will feed you. That's nice. And um, yeah, I, I try to tell them, like, wow, like I remember once at an American festival. They gave us bananas, and we right. were fucking thrilled. We're like, we have free bananas. They threw <laughs> and, some bananas um, through through the through the bars of your cage, and you were happy. <laughs> basically, like it was one of the cake expos, and they had yeah. snacks, and yeah. like people could not shut up about them, and we would like leave. Someone's like, the bananas are there. Like, oh, shit, I have to get them. Yeah, and like you know, um, <laughs> here there was one festival we went to, and switzerland and i could see the actual fancy people at the hotel looking and being like who let these dirt bags in here and it's yeah like, it's a comics festival weekend and they yeah. have booked us at this hotel um so that's fun <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really i was very happy uh, i got invited to talk at uh the dedication of a shell silverstein stamp here holy and shit that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, they they just uh, released a, a stamp for the Giving Tree. It, it's weird. It's the first Shel Silverstein stamp ever, which seems bizarre to me. Like, like why wouldn't you do a? Yeah. It's the first one, and we we went to the school that he went to school. He went to school in Logan Square. You know, he that's where he grew up. So, I got to talk oh there, God, and we got great. like, we got like this box lunch kind of thing. That was nice. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's i remember um uh, there was a 
Um, me and a couple other cartoonists were in a like a gallery show at the University of Chicago, mm-hmm. and we were completely distracted by the amount of food they provided yeah. for this opening. <laughs> and it's like we were like like garbage people. We we're like, sure. if you take the the plate and put another plate on top of it, that's basically Tupperware. So yeah. I'm gonna like. I mean, it was just like too distract. They had full sandwiches, yeah, and like coffee shop cookies, like the size of plates. And we're like, we gotta get these. Um, Did you leave with it's like really a cool to be talking about our art? Yeah, yeah, like yes. stuff your yes. purse full of like it was like overstuffed with like food for the rest of the week or something. <laughs> yeah, but it was also like, where is this food gonna go? Um, yeah. I remember when I was at the Art Institute, there was this one student who I feel like had figured the entire game out yeah. because he started a bunch of clubs because the clubs um, got money to have food. Oh, that's and nice. And so he would, just, he would just form, like, you know, it's like the Gay Cuban Club. Yeah. And it's like him and one other person, and they would get food, and that would be his food. Right. And he was like the one person where I'm like, you are juicing every part of this college experience. Yeah. And you're a genius. Like, he lived in his studio. He slept in a recliner like an old man. Mm. And he just lived off of, like, um, the food from the events. And it's – it was – I'm sure he, like he did a good college. Yeah. No, that's 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 great when people figure that stuff out. I mean, I remember yeah, when we were when I was in art school, we'd go to the art openings, you know, whatever the once a month or once every couple of months, but mostly we were just going for the free wine and cheese, you know. We didn't give a shit about mm-hmm. what they were showing. You know. Yeah. The wine and cheese was no, the real it's... draw of that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like where it's like you see that box of wine on the table and you're like, oh boy, like I'll start with this and then yeah. just keep, yeah, I don't know, just give give artists snacks and drinks, like it's really important. It's like we're in a marathon, it's like we need fuel, mm-hmm. it's, it's always nice. Oh, for sure. Well, cool. Uh, well, I, I wish you luck on this crazy journey you're about to take. When are you leaving? Like tomorrow or soon? tomorrow morning yeah tomorrow morning crazy how long we, are you going for yeah it's just like eight days it's not long and yeah. i just haven't been in california too in such a long time so it's like i'm not looking forward to the um can't really walk anywhere because i think that's gonna yeah. make me feel very trapped yeah but um there there are good points it'll just be weird to be there because i haven't been there in so long so yeah i wonder if there's any sense memories yeah if you find out you, you you'll get what are 10 20 more pages for your giant book out of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and suddenly Maybe. it'll be like or, or i'll get lost and be like oh on top of all the mom stuff there's dad stuff now too i know awesome <laughs> well i i will definitely i will definitely buy a copy of that book whenever it comes out in 10 or 20 years <laughs> whenever you feel like finishing it <laughs> cool sooner than that i can at least promise that sooner oh, good. than 10 or 20 years all righty so, there's that um well this was fun it was nice yeah. talking to you um, i know you it's sound been a while. okay and that's good yep yeah i'm all right and uh yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. We'll talk again soon, I hope. 
Yeah. Alrighty. I will, I'm, I will email you more. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm, I, I respond to emails. <laughs> you know, I'm All around. Right. Okay, yeah. good. Talk All to right. you later. That sounds good. Cause... All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.